Hello, and welcome to Lit by Moonlight, where it's not a phase to wake up every Monday morning with a feeling of dread. Yay! Yay! It really does feel like that. Like, we can't have a break. <laughs> Today, we're reviewing HBO's Last of Us, uh, and we're going to be taking a look at episode 6, titled Ken. In this episode, we open on Joel and Ellie asking a couple living in a remote cabin for directions as they continue their search for Joel's brother, Tommy. The couple warns them not to cross the river of death, but Joel and Ellie do anyway. There, they are confronted by ranchers who take them to a small settlement where Tommy is living with his wife, Maria. While at the ranch, Joel struggles with a sense of having failed Sarah and currently failing Ellie. He asks Tommy to take Ellie, which upsets her, and after they fight, Joel decides to give Ellie a choice to come with him or stay at the settlement. Ellie opts to go with him instantaneously, and they ride off to the next Firefly hub in Colorado. Though the hub is abandoned, raiders find Joel and Ellie before they can escape. Joel is then stabbed through the stomach and collapses after having lost a lot of blood as Ellie huddles over him and begs him not to die. Yay! Another fun episode of The Last of Us! <laughs> what a lovely, comforting, warm, cozy episode. What a way to bring your Sunday night to an end. Hi, I'm Caitlin, and I need a new Diffcree edit of Joel in that new jacket. Hello? Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that jacket, too. This leather jacket. Oh, the second... Leather jacket. I literally had to, like, stop myself from saying out loud, oh, he looks good, because <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt it with everybody else I was watching with. I am Emberlyn, and I think that Pedro Pascal should always be riding a horse, mm. regardless of what he's doing at the Emmys. Horse brushing his teeth. Horse making another hit television show with a Rotten Tomatoes rating above ninety eight percent. Horse, horse forever, baby. Yeah. Horse, horse till I die. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally here for that. That was, you know, honestly, a great episode, and that's what I'm going to focus on is horse and jacket. Horse and jacket. Yeah, <laughs> nothing else. Nothing else. Yes. Uh, end of the podcast. Good show, everybody. Yes. Uh, Joel's body remains fully intact, mm -hmm. as do all of his bodily functions. He's fine. <laughs> Thriving. Uh, so, Caitlin, what hooked you for this episode? First of all, all of the awards to that couple in the cabin, they were uh -huh. so funny. Literally, just not taking Joel seriously from the start, great. And just not, like, giving two shits about Joel and Ellie just coming into the, their house at gunpoint. They're just like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. what do you want? You're not going to survive. That couple Bye. was so cute. They were so cute. They were literally so cute. Yeah, so that was really funny. Um, but what actually hooked me was, and by hooked, I do mean hurt me because this is The Last of Us, as we all know. Yeah. Joel having panic attacks this episode. Mm -hmm. Oof. Um, they replayed Henry's ending from the last episode in the very beginning of this episode. And initially, I was like, oh, that's going to be staying yeah. with Ellie. Because like, clearly... Like, I, th I just thought, like, you know, because she watched it happen, and, like, the POV was on her last episode when it happened, so I'm like, oh, this is going to be messing her up. But then we find out that it was really meant for Joel, and mm -hmm. how Henry and Sam could have easily been him and Ellie, and his absolute panic over keeping Ellie safe, and just seeing him struggle with that throughout this entire episode just made everything 100 times heavier than it already was, so, mm -hmm. woof. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we talked about this a little bit last episode, how it definitely seems like the intention was for Henry and Sam to be mirrors. Mm -hmm. um, and that 
hurts. It hurts um, me. It's interesting, too, because in uh, the most recent uh, podcast episode that accompanies uh, the show, uh, Craig and Neil, right? talk a little bit about how uh, the couple in the beginning also kind of acts as a mirror image of Joel and Ellie and how every character that Joel and Ellie encounter in some way does. Um, And I love that Mm -hmm. because they definitely also have that like quippy back and forth between each other. So (laughs) yeah, it was, I, I found them very endearing. They made me, they just made me smile. Um, I had so many quotes from them. Uh, in my favorite quotes list just because <laughs> they just like I wasn't sure where the episode was going we see this guy we see him going to this cabin after hunting and then we see Joel and his wife just sitting there chilling it's so funny <laughs> like it's just such yeah. a great start the episode it really was uh did you have a favorite quote from the episode yeah so as I just said a lot <laughs> of uh quotes from them um but namely uh when uh the husband says you made him soup and the wife responds, yeah, I did. It's cold out. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, duh. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course I, made I did. He <laughs> came here with a gun. He threatened me at gun at gunpoint. Soup. Yeah. I would just love to see, like, the interaction of Joel coming in with the gun pointed at her. And she just looks at him and goes, want some soup? You cold? <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that he's, he clearly said yes, because, like, it was an empty bowl, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, he clearly had like, some soup. Like, all right, he had some soup. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, like fine. did you eat it at gunpoint? Like <laughs> <laughs> when your captor, like you, when you make your captor soup. Um, <laughs> when your captor's I, your new mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love that quote because I think it's just such an example of like how good the show is at balancing tragedy and humor. Yeah. Aside from the infected and the other groups of 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 uh, like empower dynamics going on in this uh, post-apocalyptic world. Uh, we're reminded over and over again, over and over again, that there are just people that have their own intentions and like personalities and senses of humor that they maintain in light of tragedy. And I love mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah, they might as well. This might as well just be like an anthology of uh, post-apocalypse stories, uh, yeah, rather than a show about zombies. Yeah. Um, though I'm sure we've said that a hundred times already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that Ali has like this special affinity towards Sally Ride. Yeah. Um, when she says Sally fucking ride in response yeah. to Joel, I think that's really sweet. Um, it's nice to see her both processing and dreaming of a life where she can have her dreams actualized if there's a vaccine. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking about that again later when she's reading the diary of the girl who used to live in that house where she's staying in the settlement and she's like, Oh, is this what they used to worry about? Like, uh, meow. Mm-hmm. uh but it's just so crazy, I think, for her to wrap her head around that her life could have been like that instead yeah and that she doesn't know what that life was like at all yeah. like oh, oh all you had to worry about was what you're gonna wear that day and like who you're gonna like in school like hello yep yep uh speaking of ellie when she says damn like, yeah that was on my list when they too. get to the damn i was like nah that's that's so her yeah and I, I can't remember what the author's name was but when joel was just like yeah you're no insert author of the book that she loves like I thought that was really cute yeah and then when 
She's like, actually, I don't think I've ever had a proper meal. This is fucking amazing when they get to the settlement and they're <laughs> eating and Joel tells her to mind her manners. I was like, ah, oh, dad and daughter yeah. moment. That's yeah. so funny. It was really cute. Uh, how, how about you? What were your favorite ones? I really liked uh, in the beginning when Ellie said, oh, I must have missed all the street signs in the enormous fucking forest. <laughs> like, uh. like, it's so good when they're like asking for directions. There was just so many lines that just like hurt me that were like so innocent on the surface but just deep down hurt me like when Joel's saying he just wants to retire to a farmhouse and have sheep like Craig and Neil I know what you're doing and I'm breaking down your doors let me in I just want to talk when and in addition to that when Joel says you deserve a choice Neil again I'm coming for you uh when Ellie and Joel uh after they leave Jackson uh they're going to the college where like the fireflies were supposed to be and uh, Joel tells her that he actually wanted to be a singer when he was younger and uh, she's like you need to sing for me and he's like no and she goes well you're singing for me later I'm gonna save the fucking world man it's the least you can do for me and he <laughs> goes fair enough but, like that, that was just like so so sweet I uh, just two lines that really hurt me but like also I'm just so in awe with their delivery is from Joel when he says I just know that when I wake up I've lost something when mm-hmm. he wakes up from his like basically like ptsd dreams um where is his emmy just wondering um if he like lost it somewhere or if they haven't given it to him yet for some reason and bella ramsey's delivery of so don't tell me that i'd be safer with someone else because the truth is i would just be more scared uh-huh. so good like this that part in the game her as well and in the podcast uh craig talks about how he kind of has like a sense memory with that scene and that like that's why he really wanted like the wallpaper to be exactly the same like you see the bay window that she's sitting in you already know what's about to happen if like you know what's gonna happen and it's just it's so good because it's one of the bigger scenes in the game and um i know for me it's the one that stuck with me the most just because of how emotional it was between both ellie and joel and just how she shoves him and she yells at him and then he has the whole line of like you're right you're not my daughter and I sure as hell ain't your dad like ow yeah. um and just but just the way that Bella like said that line uh their voice breaks and it it's just so good and it just it it hurt just as much as it did in the game so I'm just glad that they did that scene such good justice not that I was worried because they've done so well so far but it was just incredible to see that played out with so much more emotion yeah it was like a really I remember just the whole time going oh yeah gasping (laughs) so yeah oh my gosh they're acting uh hello they both need Emmys where are they (laughs) incredible so what song are you listening to while you ride your horse to Colorado uh Caitlin um I have two. Uh, one to reflect them, like, towards the beginning of when they were going to separate, and then one for uh, the rest of their time uh, afterwards. Um, so the first one is All Our Pieces by Collective Soul. Um, there's a line that says, All our pieces we gather up, but they just don't seem to fit going our separate ways. So, owie. And then my second one is Times Like These by the Foo Fighters, but specifically the acoustic version um Mm -hmm. and for the lines it's times like these you learn to live again it's times like these you give and give again it's times like these you learn to love again because i just feel like that really reflects joel and his like 
opening up more to Ellie and allowing himself to be more emotionally available for her and open up in that relationship with her. And it just oh, makes me cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you? Uh, I obviously uh, went a little crazy um, <laughs> about this episode. So I actually, I have a playlist for this. Um, nice. I have a couple playlists that are just like country music that I think is not shitty. Yeah. Um, but I ended up making a new one called uh, Put Pedro Pascal on a Horse Challenge. <laughs> and I'm very proud of it. Yeah, I'll be linking it. Um, but I have some notable songs from that. Um, I'm going to just list them all. I'm going to explain why. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that when you go and listen to my playlist, you can be like, oh, I understand. She's insane. <laughs> um, Neon Moon by Brooks and Dunn in yes. honor of Ellie's desire to be an astronaut. Oh. Um, Rhinestone Cowboy for Joel in honor of his desire to be a rancher. Nice. Um, I Will Always Love You by Miss Dolly Parton because they love each other. Like yeah. they are. They are our parental and child figures in each other's lives, and they yeah. have to accept that. Yeah. Um, and then I have multiple others. Um, Old Man by mm. Neil Young, I feel mm. like just is so fitting for their relationship. Like, old yeah. man, take a look at my life. I'm a lot like you. I need someone to love me the whole day through. Like, Stop. come on. Like, hello. <laughs> I literally forgot to include this one because – as I said last week, Neil Young is off Spotify, but mm-hmm. it's such a, it's just like the whole episode, the whole, after the episode was over, I walked in the house and I was like, oh, and then it just like, kind of hit me. Um, and there's, I have like a million more. I will say Buddy by Willie Nelson, another Ooh. fitting. Mm. And then lastly, oh my gosh, I can't, I'm blanking. What was it? Oh, Horse With No Name by America. Um, just like when they're riding through uh wyoming when they're riding through the mountains Ugh, that song was going on in my head yeah i had so many i just love this episode so much aesthetically um yeah. so i had to make a whole thing about it i love it um, i love that that's how you cope it's wonderful yeah and also i mean i feel like it goes both ways because pedro pascal is well known for his uh, other cowboy-esque character Mm-hmm. Um, from the Kingsman series. So, <laughs> like, it works so many different ways. Like, yeah. whenever I'm sad, I'm, like, having a rough day, I'm going to put that playlist on and think about Pedro Pascal being a cowboy of sorts, and it'll make me yeah. very happy, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You can't be sad when you have Pedro Pascal as a cowboy in your life. Yes. No, for sure. <laughs> All right, Emberlyn, what character would you make nice hot soup for? Joel. <laughs> <laughs> um... Pedro Pascal's acting this episode is just so incredible. Um, Emmy, 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 Emmy. I feel like I always pay attention to how shows do panic attacks because sometimes Mm -hmm. they just don't do them well. I'm specifically thinking about a specific instance with a recent HBO show um, where uh, the panic attack was just, it was just a lot, a lot more (laughs) over animated than I would think or want for a panic attack, and I found it a little mm-hmm. insensitive. So I really enjoyed this portrayal of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then just every single little, I feel like every microsecond of this episode for him, like every frame, he's doing a different, very good thing with his face. Like yeah. when he sees Sarah for a moment in the crowd, and it's a woman with her child, that moment of like, oh, like that could have been her uh like the look on his face like uh brown puppy dog eyes like sir 
the you have no idea what loss is line, mm-hmm. talking about the ways he's failing her with Tommy, her being Sarah slash Ellie, and then letting Ellie have a choice to come with him and just getting all starry-eyed about that. Like, you... Pedro Pascal, I mean, like, he starts the show so hard and you just get this sense that he has, like, lost all of the fucks to give. Mm-hmm. And you just get this sense as this episode progresses that that hardened exterior he's used to protect himself from others is kind of melting. Mm-hmm. And the the thought of losing Ali, the panic that that's causing him is eating away at him. Yeah. So I really... Oh, I'm just, I can't say enough good things about his acting in this episode. It was yeah. really fantastic. And then the same with Bella Ramsey. I felt like, I felt her in <laughs> in a lot of her scenes. So, mm. yeah. How about you? Well, I feel like you probably have the same answer. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you? yeah. I mean, like, literally same. <laughs> the Joel, horse. <laughs> the horse. I love, Shimmer loved the cameo. She's great. <laughs> Shimmer. Um, nice. <laughs> nice uh no uh joel of course uh i my very first note in all caps is give the man an emmy (laughs) hello i'm ready for the emmy sweep of the last of us uh this year please and thank you yeah no but like to to build off of yours like the entire time the show has been going we've been seeing him very slowly be more open with Ellie and we can we can see how much he cares for Ellie and how he's seeing her as a kid because of course like we're all I not just reading into it but like we can see that on the surface but he's just not allowing himself to think like that and you can Mm -hmm. like see the moments in the beginning where it's like he thinks about it like not think about it but like you can see like the instinct there it's like this is a child and she's mine now um (laughs) yeah but also you see the mask like slip over it's like to remember like oh wait like gotta remember where I am you know so for this episode for his mind to finally catch up with him and just to see how absolutely terrified he is of losing Ellie and failing yet another child in this world was so heartbreaking and the entire episode all I could think about was in episode three when Bill said to Frank I was never afraid until you showed up yeah that is just all what's going through Joel's breakdown like he wasn't all that afraid i mean he had tess yes but tess could hold her own you know and um even if he was like protective of her because of course he was like she's she it's different between a grown adult woman and a child you know Mm -hmm. and especially given his past and the trauma that came with it it's just the second ellie showed up is just another way for him to be afraid again Mm -hmm. and um it, ju- it, it just broke my heart seeing him be so vulnerable and just break down in front of Tommy like that. Like it, it, it made me, it made my heart break. And I was like, this entire episode, I was shaking. <laughs> and I think it's partly because like I knew how it was going to end. But like when that scene happened, it was just like tears down my face. Like give this man right. an Emmy, give this man an Emmy. Yeah. I feel like they just, I feel like this past couple of episodes have obviously been heartbreaking but this right. is the first episode where we really, really got to see Pedro Pascal's acting chops in full, yes. in full gear, and I just oh felt that the whole time. Yeah. Like it was very good. It was very uh, good. It seems like we have a lot of good things to say about this episode, mm-hmm. so maybe it's the right time for us to move on to our peaks and valleys. Uh, yeah. Caitlin, I want to hear about what your first peak was. Oh, details, 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 details. 
I'm like forever going to be impressed with the details that go into the set um, of this show and more impressed with the fact that these are practical sets. You love to see it because practical will always be 10,000 times better than CGI. And it just proves that everyone who's working on the show cares about it feeling and looking like it's source. Like the, the college insane like right down to the placement of the monkeys <laughs> like uh the overhead shot of the building that they first walked into was incredibly accurate it's like i knew exactly where they could find extra ammo if they needed it like incredible the dam and jackson looked so incredible like i've been there i know these places i've walked around i've snooped in all of the buildings like let's go and it's just incredible to see like it's one thing to be like yeah look at the outside of jacksonville like it looks very similar but like then or like the college but then you like walk into it and it's still like the same thing as the game it's like the hotel in episode two it's like you walk in and you're like yeah i know this place i've been here like this is great i also uh in a previous episode i talked about how i love how joel doesn't seem invincible and um, I loved the detail of his hand still bothering him from punching the Fedra officer to death because, um, like, he couldn't get, like, the shoe, like, the sole of the shoe off to, like, fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, like, is, like, kind of, like, massaging his hand. I just thought that was such a good detail because this Joel is not immune to pain. Like, he can't fix himself by wrapping up his left arm ever, over and over again. Like, he's older. He's, he's a boomer. He's a boomer, baby! And I just love how realistic all of that is. And just quickly, just to list off all of the nods to the gameplay, no spoilers, but um, just like the little details of opening up on a rabbit, shimmer, the way that girl was definitely Dina, what the heck? Oh my god, that was so cool. And uh, Ellie's jacket and the design of the room that Ellie was in, like I said before, with the wallpaper. Incredible. I cried just seeing it. Uh, Ellie trying to whistle adorable love that all of the dialogue straight from the game they found and read a list of supplies that was left behind and then joel did a stealth kill that was so great (laughs) i loved it it was it's just incredible and i will forever be going insane about all of these details and the rest of these episodes because i am just amazed every week like you think it'd be old by now but it's not like every week i'm like wow it's just like the game You just get that tattooed, like, on your forehead. <laughs> I should. You just, like, point to it whenever like, hey, Caitlin. it becomes like, yeah. relevant. It's just like the game. What like was your game. first peak? I think rele- relevant to what you're saying, the setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I guess, in juxtaposition to that, the details. Like, this episode, it's just, it's so visually beautiful. Yeah. Um, the wide shots were what got me over and over again of the rivers and the mountains and the colors um the woods the snow the light and lighting Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. the shot of them on the horse in the sun yes that was my favorite the very ending shot um where they're on the train tracks um this episode is so scenically appealing that I felt like it was complementing everything that was happening really well. Mm-hmm. Um, the level of detail in the town, I can't get over. Like the Christmas lights, the Christmas tree, yeah. all the individual little homes, the little just, oh, so cute. And then like using elements like Christmas and Wyoming scenery to work kind of like the glue that holds together this larger story that's being told about Ellie and Joel's developing relationship. I just found that all really touching. I, I think when I 
reflect on this episode at the end of the season, it will probably be my favorite in terms of aesthetics. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I just felt like they took us out into a very remote part of Wyoming that could be scary because you don't know what's out there. It's so large. And yet is somehow also very um, surreal and, and, and calming to the yeah. extent that I was over and over again thinking to myself, everything seems so okay. Why? <laughs> I know. Like, it was just too comforting, too serene for me to be just persistently on my toes at the very end. It was great, though. Oh, yeah. my goodness. It's It was very warm in Jackson County. Like, it, it, it really is like a whole other world there, and I think that's incredible that they are able to survive like that. We love... We love a commune moment. So, Caitlin, what was your second peak? My second peak was Ellie and Joel's relationship and Joel's acknowledgement that he is uh, growing attached to her. Like, like mainly what I really liked about this was seeing the difference in interactions before Jackson and after. And that is what I cried myself to sleep um, with last night. Uh, Uh, (laughs) yeah fine why (laughs) uh no but before jackson joel is still distant uh when ellie asks when they're like at the little campfire like what they're gonna do after they find the fireflies and like they take her blood and all that like she uses we and he's like what do you mean we and uh then she amends it and he gives his answer of being a sheep farmer which is such a lie and uh he's still pretty short with her in most of their interactions but then after jackson after he's come to the realization that he sees ellie as his kid and she clearly wants to be with him and nowhere else like they they don't want to leave each other that's that's not gonna happen like they don't Uh they don't like that uh he just completely changes he's so much warmer towards her they lean into each other. He smiles so much more with her and so easily. Yeah. Um, they have real conversations. Like, they've had conversations before, but it's, like, very short and just kind of like, like, no, here's the information that you need to need, whatever. Oh, here's a little quippy, you know, joke or whatever. But, like, they're having actual conversation with each other. Like, he's telling Ellie what the world was like before and, like, what he did and also how football works and, like... It was just so sweet to see that. Like, they're having fun. They're laughing together. Like, he's teaching her how to shoot, and they're making jokes with each other. They're Like, it's laughing together and not, like, making jokes. Like, I mean, they're making jokes about each other, but they're both in on it now. And it just makes my little heart so warm just before they throw it out into the cold again. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Here, have this. Now, here it goes. (laughs) Take it away again. You have five minutes. Go. (laughs) Yeah. So... That was actually my peak as well, is seeing mm-hmm. Joel in, like, peak dadhood. Yeah. Um, because I, you're absolutely right that Jackson, the dad experience kind of changes them. Mm-hmm. So to see them riding on the horse together and to see Ellie, like, put her head on his back and oh. <sighs> Joel explaining football to Ellie and teaching her how to hunt um they have such great chemistry that's essentially yeah. my peak is that pedro pascal and bella ramsey have great chemistry yeah like you sense that they have this great dynamic and it makes the relationship and your anxiety to see them endure and survive haha uh-huh. more palpable um 
because I just, I mean, this episode, yeah, like I, what you said, it really warmed my heart. It's a cold, cozy Christmas episode that ends <laughs> yeah, very this is the Christmas sadly. So, oh my gosh, like, oh, just thinking, oh, just thinking about it now, like, I can't do this. I can't, I, gotta, I, I can't, I can't know if I can go on, you know, like, <sighs> yeah, wow. Like, yeah. I think it took, it's taken about six episodes for... Not for HBO to sell me on their relationship, but for us to get to this point where this dynamic is like the key thing, and I just, oh. it's comfortable now. Like they're they're at a comfy spot. Like they yeah. they know each other, and so was <laughs> I very briefly, very fleetingly. So, uh, Caitlin, we're kind of talking about this fleeting sense of joy. In other words, we're hinting that there might be a valley concerning this episode. What was yours, dude? I- Every, I I was thinking this morning on my way to my appointment, I was like, every Monday morning I wake up, and it's not just dread, it's just like the feeling of, like, Mm -hmm. heavy, deep sigh, like, yeah, like, I'm, it's not even that I'm sad, it's just like, you know, know, like, I don't know, consistently are sad, like, I don't know how to describe it, it's just, and like, again, it's just, like knowing the story doesn't help at all and i think it makes it worse because like i knew i knew i wasn't going to be ready for the winter section of the story but now that we've gotten a taste at how the show likes to make everything 100 times more freaking emotional and heartbreaking the next episode scares the fuck out of me <laughs> I don't need to watch the trailer to know why. I just please ask that all of you pray for my strength in this trying time. I can't make it. And I'm afraid, listen, there's an episode that airs on my birthday. I'm terrified of what that episode's going to be. Oh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to me. Ah, <laughs> like, what the fuck? I can't do this. I can't do this. This is going to, this is going to be so hard. Like, I, like, I told, I'm not even joking. The entire episode I was shaking last night. Shaking. I knew exactly that it was going to end with him getting impaled, and I was shaking, and I was like, this is fucking horrible. It's great, though. I love the show. 10 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) Never stop. Kate and Neil are giving you, are bringing you a cake on your birthday, and setting it before you, and lighting a candle, and saying, happy birthday, Caitlin, and you're like, wow, thanks, Craig and Neil, and you cut it open, and there's blood inside. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And tears. Yeah. And tears. What was your valley? Salty, and bitter, and sad. (laughs) Um, kind of the same, like, I feel like this is, this, this show is going to go down to history as being, like, miserable. Like, it's great, but it's also just, like, every single episode ends this way. Like, they just can't, like, I keep, I keep feeling like I need to amend my previous statement that this episode, like, that this show is about hope, because things (laughs) are just persistently hitting the fan. Like, when things were good this episode, I spent the whole like entire thing with just like my toes clenched because yeah i've just been ex- conditioned to expect something bad to happen like the closer we got to the end uh vish was my partner just started like freaking out he's like can you just like give me a blanket and just like hold on to something and he like wrapped himself in it and he was literally like hyperventilating which is such an overdramatic thing to do but if but you're also I so feel valid like if you're just over and over again expecting something bad to happen in this show it's like you're just kind of always perched like ready for it yeah um I'd like to tell you on the second watch that I'd be able to sit back and enjoy it, but not after they brought back Never Let Me Down Again. Really? Uh, I am done. I'm finished. Yeah. Like, it's, I'm done. I've had enough. Like, I yeah. really, 
like uh i'm stressed i just want like give me one episode where things end like so good for them just one just like one just one episode that'll allow me to sleep soundly knowing that for at least one week of my life joel and ellie can be suspended in a crystallized state of of joy like that's all i would like i i I, I demand nothing else i think that was episode four What the fuck was episode four? I don't even remember. They fell asleep laughing together. And if you just forget that the fact that they woke up at gunpoint to Henry and Sam, that was a happy ending. Yeah, who died at the end of the next episode. Great. Um, (laughs) I'm hurting. I'm hurting. Anyway, (laughs) I'm going to change the subject. I can't think about this right now. Um, What is this week's thing that you're the saddest that Joel and Ellie missed because of the apocalypse? (laughs) Tennis shots. Oh, I mean, yeah. Elaborate on that. I just, I'm gonna think. Okay, I know in the in the episode that I'm like laughing at, like last night, me putting this in all caps is really funny. Um, oh, lol! I just got that. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, uh, technically, he was stabbed with a wooden bat this episode, and I think tetanus is more for like, you know, like metal, right? <laughs> but um, in the in the game, he was uh, impaled by falling onto rebarb and i just i think a tetanus shot would be good for him and then he wouldn't have to worry about anything is he going to get tetanus is that something that did tetanus shots not exist in 2003 maybe he needs a booster but I don't think you're come on joel <laughs> come on joel also don't take it out that's like rule number one if you get stabbed you don't take the thing that stabbed you out of your body that was come edgy on. he was like mm, come on, i don't joel. like that yeah. Do better. What about you? <laughs> uh, I guess I'm completely unrelated. Mine's Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Any reason why or just because? <laughs> well, like, every reason why. I feel mm-hmm. like it's it, a world where you've missed out on Lizzo is a very cold, cold, unfeeling one. Yeah. Lizzo's awesome. I love Lizzo. Can yeah. you imagine a world without Lizzo? I don't know if I want to. I think Joel would appreciate the lines yeah it's bad bitch o'clock yeah it's yeah i think if joel in any timeline were in the celebrity sphere i think that joel would probably um be dating lizzo at some point be dating lizzo. i think that they may be da- i don't know but i just feel like or at least britney broski i feel like britney broski <laughs> would would be like hello you know i think which... britney broski would love to be Married to Pedro Pascal. I'm Knowing Britney Broski's obsession with uh, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. She'd be um, She deserves it. So, we did it. <laughs> another did it, Joel. Another <laughs> nightmare over. Um, on a scale <laughs> of one to five, how would you rate this nightmare? I'm not even going to like quantify this. It's a fucking nightmare. How would you yeah. rate it? Oh, this nightmare gets five out of five. <laughs> Yeah, great nightmare. Great nightmare. 10 out of 10 will have again. Uh, The show never misses. What the absolute heck? (laughs) Yeah. uh, This episode had, the they described it in the uh, HBO podcast, emotional action. And that's (laughs) what it was. It really was. What's unemotional action? I don't think. Fast and Furious? Fast and Furious. No, it can't be, though. We They lost a whole memory of their cast. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, listen, if this episode... This, this episode was the calm before the 
fucking storm, y'all. I can't deal with it. I, the, the remaining episodes are all going to hurt me. And, like, this, so many points in this episode are going to just be that much more significant as the show continues towards the end. Like, I mean, yeah. I just cannot believe how incredible this show is and how every week I'm surprised at how emotional I am over it. And yeah, I'm a broken record, but that's what happens when the show breaks me every week. I'm just going to be saying the same things over and over again. It's all I know. It's all I know. Would the Suicide Squad be considered unemotional action? <laughs> You're still stuck out there. Oh, I've never one? seen it. Perhaps. Perhaps. I don't know. The Justice League? Zack Schneider's The Justice League? I feel like... Schneider? There's gotta be something in there. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, no, you're you're right. Um, <laughs> this is only gonna get worse. I can sense it. I can feel it, it in my only gonna get my worse little toes. Until um, but yeah, this it. one was also a definitive five for me. I will mm-hmm. say, if you're just tuning in to listen to us talk about The Last of Us, there are probably forms of media that we've given a less than five rating to. In fact, there certainly are, but I don't think that's gonna happen quite often with this show unless they really fuck it up yeah so i for like concrete criticism go go to reddit where all of your other sleazy gross sticky gamer boys are i don't know what to yeah, tell you this is just this honestly this podcast is just an excuse for us to just yell about how much we love it yeah um and give no real criticism just sometimes you just gotta talk about how much you love something and not have to worry about people being like well actually i um, am not definitely here given- Every episode of five out of five. I am not here to be like, at least not hot enough. <laughs> I am not here to be like, Joel's too emotional. Like, did y'all play the game? <laughs> did y'all play the No. Did you play the same game? Do you, had, like, if you have criticism of The Last of Us that's like, ooh, gay! Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> talking way, about. The game is very gay. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. Um, I'm taking everything from the game. Everything that you hate about the show is from the game. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Anyway, yeah. Loved it. Uh, (laughs) I feel like this show illustrated everything that makes it good. I feel like this episode illustrated everything that makes this show good. It had a proper balance of Pedro and Bella putting their incredible acting chops on display and, like, beautiful scenery and cinematography and aesthetics and beautiful music and a lot happening, which is good for my little restless brain. Like, I just, I need need persistent things happening. So Mm -hmm. I appreciated that. Uh, I said, groaning, pulling, pulling the the wooden bat out of my side. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Live by Moonlight. Tune in next week when we review episode seven of The Last of Us, Left Behind. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 yeah. Who do you think I, is going to be left behind? Take a guess, everyone. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. And it hurts. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. See you next Yay. week. <laughs> Bye.